0: Welcome to another edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Nathan stacking with you here. Short podcast for you this week. No Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader, but uh, hopefully we'll get him next week. We'll get his thoughts on Southern Illinois and look ahead to the two-game road trip then that SDSU has against what Western Illinois and Missouri State. So hopefully we'll, we'll chat with him next week. So short, shorter podcast this week. Uh, unfortunately, it is not a happy. One is the Jackrabbits fall uh, to 3-1 and one following a 19-7 loss to Youngstown State in uh, Youngstown, Ohio. And the Penguins, the fighting Bo Pelinis, because Bo Pelini is their head coach, former Nebraska head coach, It uh, looks like they kind of designed a blueprint for how to beat SDSU. And that is essentially to, to make sure that their offense doesn't see the field this this is a staggering number but Youngstown State had the ball for more than 45 minutes in their game Saturday against SDSU as they won 19 to 7 but 45 minutes that's more than 3 full quarters they ran for 310 yards so obviously that is a, I, I would say that's a cause for concern for SDSU here moving forward is the fact that their defense could not stop the run. Youngstown State put together some just absolutely magnificent drives. Uh, let's see. First drive, 16 plays, 94 yards. They even had backup quarterback in there, Nathan Mays, uh, entered uh, the game after starting quarterback Hunter Wells. Uh, got injured eight plays into the game. Uh, let's see what that was. That um, yeah, I, I know this is, this is great, but another long drive. I mean, they, it was fourteen to seven at half. It could have been even more had Youngstown State been able to capitalize uh, with eleven seconds left from SDSU's. Or at the SDSU 5, but they were tackled in bounds and had no timeouts left. I mean this I mean this is just amazing. Okay, yeah, nine plays 75 yards was the second drive. And then you had this third lengthy drive to end the first half. And SDSU possessed the ball three times in the first half. The first drive, they were driving down the field, Dallas Goddard fumbles it at the six-yard line, Youngstown State recovers. SDCU's second drive, nice drive. Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll put something together here. Taryn Christian and Jake Weneke for a touchdown to tie the game up at 7. But, but their defense just could not get off the field. They could not stop the run. 310 yards rushing for Youngstown State in this game. Another couple of lengthy drives uh, in the second half. 15-play, 60-yard drive uh, in the second half. And... Yeah, I mean, Christian had thrown an interception in there. It it was just not a, a great game. You know, it's it, the offense didn't wasn't on the field that much. And you know what? To the defense's credit, they did only give up a field goal in the second half. There was a safety in there too, but that's not that's not the defense's fault. But yeah, I mean, just the the length of the drives that they were giving up and. You, they bend, they bent, but didn't break overall in the game. But giving up 448 yards of total offense, I mean, the 310 yards. When North Dakota State comes to Brookings to to try and reclaim the Dakota marker, you think they won't uh, look at this and say, "Hey, we got a blueprint. We can we can maul this defensive line here with our offensive line." And just possess the ball so the offense doesn't stay on the field. Now, I don't believe anyone else in the Missouri Valley can do that to SDSU. I don't think Southern Illinois can do it this week. I don't see Illinois State, uh, Western Illinois, Missouri State. I don't see that happening. But for SDSU, I think this is definitely a cause for concern because they they need their defense to step up. I think the de- going into this season, the defense was the number one um, thing that was going to help push SDSU over the top. Because the- can they uh, make it so their offense doesn't have to put up, you know, you know, shootout numbers here and score thirty plus points a game to win? And yes, while the offense had a couple of turnovers here against Youngstown State, that defense. You gotta be able to stop the run. And SDSU didn't, and that is a major, I think, cause for concern. Maybe I'm overstating it. Maybe maybe I'm hitting the panic button just a little bit too much. But I mean I I just that, that's not good and yes Youngstown State is a very good team so let me let me say that here too it's not like Youngstown State's a, a you know one of the lower teams in the Missouri Valley they're highly ranked I mean they were fit, they were ranked number five going into this game in the FCS poll and so this is this is nothing new I mean Youngstown is a very difficult place to play and Youngstown State's a very good team but just you know Having the ball for over forty-five minutes, three full quarters. Uh, I mean, the defense was tired at the end; they had to have been, you know. But you got to be able to stop the run. And Youngstown State saw. I mean, they took an advantage and and just rammed it down SDSU's throats. You just, you really can't have that. That the defense must play better if they want to. Advance further in the in the playoffs like I say, I don't think USD can do this. I mean they have that Strevler guy the, the quarterback was Chris Strevler. He's a, he seems like a very good quarterback. So I think that's definitely something to watch out for but I mean it's just a, it, it's just amazing to me looking at this at this box score and I say, just seen the the time of possession, forty five minutes and fourteen seconds. Ten of sixteen on third down. That's a, that was a problem last year for SDSU in the playoff game against North Coast State. They couldn't get off the field on third down. I mean, it. And they were 17 or 23 for 138 yards through the air, but they did all their damage pretty much on the ground. 63 attempts for 310 yards. Outgained SDSU in first down or they, they they had thirty first downs compared to SDSU's eleven. That's nearly three to one. So I, I would hope that SDSU is able to look at this and say, "Hey, we we, we got to do something. The defense has got to play better. Defensive line, the the linebackers, secondary. Everyone's got to play better. The secondary wasn't really so much to blame in this one, but you know they had, they've had some issues in the past. But SDSU definitely." There are some things that they need to work on. And it doesn't really necessarily get any easier here this week with Southern Illinois coming to Brookings for the Hall of Fame game That 6 p.m. kickoff there at Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. I, I do believe SCSU will beat Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois is not nearly as good as Youngstown State. But, I, I mean, now they're just i gotta think there's some doubts about whether or not sdsu can really can really do this are how much better are they this year than last year but i mean southern illinois shouldn't possess too much of a problem and you look coming up here i mean western illinois is a lot better than i guess i thought uh they would be going into the year missouri state doesn't seem too bad and actually they do have um northern iowa for hobo day so um my apologies. It's Hobo Day next week. How, how can I forget Hobo Day? Shame on me. But yeah, uh, and then the two-game road trip before North Dakota State comes to town for the Dakota marker game first weekend in November. But yeah, I mean, Northern Iowa doesn't seem like they're quite as good this year, but they always seem to give SDSU fits. Didn't they beat SDSU in, at Hobo Day 10-7 to a couple years back? few few years back, so I don't know. SDSU has has some stuff to work on. But fortunately, I think they should be able to beat Southern Illinois, beat Northern Iowa. They should go on a four-game win streak here, and then it gets dicey with their last three games. North Dakota State, Illinois State, and South Dakota. you got to beat at least two of those teams, if not all three. Beating North Dakota State would be a would be a feather in the cap. Make sure that Dakota Marker s- stays in Brookings. But having said that, again, SCSU's three and one is only a 19 to seven loss. They have some things to work on, but they can beat Southern Illinois, and I fully expect them to beat Southern Illinois again. 6 p.m. kickoff in the Hall of Fame game, Dana J Dyke House Stadium there in Brookings. I, I really do. I think they're going to, the offense is going to show up. Defense should play um, pretty good. It, they'll give up a few more points in this one because Southern Illinois is going to have to try and come back. But I think SDSU wins something comfortably in the realm of like 38 to 17. So SDSU didn't have a great opening uh game in the Missouri Valley. Let's take a look at what happened elsewhere in the Missouri Valley and uh, see what the schedule looks like for this week here. So, Looking at uh, the games for this week as we pull this up here. Uh, Last week uh, USD improves to 4-0. Great Game with Western Illinois. This was the game of the week. Uh, USD outlasted 38 uh, to 33. Western Illinois had some uh, put up some gaudy numbers there. Uh, they had a late rally in the fourth quarter, but could not get it done. So they lose 38 to 33. USD jumped out on on them at 24 to six. It was 38 to six in the third quarter and Western Illinois nearly pulls off this comeback Uh, 38-33 they scored a touchdown with 2 minutes 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter but could not do anything else but what a what a game Uh, a a huge rally I mean absolutely staggering game Uh, USD is very good But um, Brett Taylor for Western Illinois had 28 tackles. That is a career high. He tied with NFL great Rodney Harrison for the Western Illinois single game record and fifth most in Missouri Valley Football Conference history. So um, that's pretty pretty staggering. I guess I didn't even know that... uh, Rodney Harrison went to Western Illinois. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. Apparently, that's what it states. Uh, Illinois State remains undefeated. They beat Indiana State twenty-four to thirteen. keeping in uh, the Sycamores winless. Uh, so Illinois State looking strong or uh, strong as always. North Dakota State crushes uh, Missouri State at Bison Homecoming, thirty-eight to eleven. It's the seven hundredth uh, win in program history for NDSU. Not this season. That would be some sort of unbreakable record. Yeah, and, and finally then, Northern Iowa takes down Southern Illinois 24-17. to Each team is now 2-2 two and two on the year. Um, so again, Northern Iowa is one of those teams kind of tough to peg, as is Southern Illinois, and that's again who SDSU gets this week. This week in the Missouri Valley, North Dakota State does travel to Indiana, or to Terre Haute, to take on Indiana State. It's 1 p.m. kickoff there. Fully expect the Bison to just crush them. Uh, Youngstown State at USD at South Dakota. This is going to be a phenomenal game here. I think this is the game of the week. Let's make this the game of the week. Presented by nobody. Don't have any sponsors yet. But Youngstown State, again, big win against SDSU can they play ball control against USD can they? Can their defense will be more than up to the task of stopping USD uh, that's going to be something to look at here uh, but USD Youngstown State 2pm Central Time kickoff there in Vermilion Western Illinois at Northern Iowa 4pm in uh, at the UNI Dome the UNI Dome as we like to say at least I like to say uh, but Western Illinois 3-1, and Northern Iowa 2-2 and should be good. Uh, 6 p.m. kickoff here, as, as mentioned, in Brookings for the Hall of Fame game. Southern Illinois and South Dakota State. Again, fully expect uh, Southern Illinois to win. And then Illinois State travels in a non-conference game to take on Northern Arizona in the Big Sky. 6 p.m. kickoff there in Flagstaff, Arizona. So that's a look at what's going on in the Missouri Valley. and hopefully SDSU can pull off the win, but let's wrap up the Sports Block Podcast SDSU Jackrabbit Edition with a look at what's going on in the world of sports, at least regarding SDSU, what's going on on campus. it is the SDSU sports update for uh, this week of October 2nd through the 8th. SDSU. Was uh, hosted the SDSU Classic in Brookings last Friday, and what a surprise! Cross country teams both won. Uh, the The men's team placed oh, the first seven runners that crossed the line. It appears were were jackrabbits. Uh, they beat North Dakota State. It was second with 59, and North Dakota was 69. This is the third straight year that the men have won the SDSU Classic, and they've won seven of the last nine overall. Kyle Burdick set a new personal best uh, with 25 minutes, 13.30 seconds, coming within six seconds of having the 10th fastest time all time at the SDSU Classic. Chase Kyle uh, finished 25 minutes, 23 0.50 seconds. Uh, um, Micah Mather finished third, 25 minutes, 40.40 seconds. So they just kept coming and coming. So that was that was great to see for SDSU. They, great, the top six places. Excuse me, all within you know 45 seconds of each other. Very good. Women's side. Uh, again, they won. Uh, Rachel King ran. The the 5K in 17 minutes, 51.56 seconds. Her second race of the season. Uh, Mackenzie Shell was fourth. Junior ran in 18 minutes, 47.12 seconds. And then fifth and sixth, Emily Berzanski 18 minutes, 59.17 seconds, and Chris Steele, 18 minutes, 59.63 seconds. So excellent job there. They had four of the top six runners, and they cr- cruised excuse me, to a victory. So, big, uh, SDSU, likes the SDSU Classic, and now we can kind of understand why. But uh, SDSU will host, or excuse me, they they will be at the pre-nationals in Louisville, Kentucky, At the Ron Pin Open. Well, excuse me. The pre-nationals is in Louisville, Kentucky. Then the Ron Pin Open in in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Both are on October 14th, so the teams will split there. So, off a week, and then they get another week. So, good luck. uh, Rest up. Get ready for a couple weeks away. To golf and uh, SDSU, the, the men... We're at the Jackrabbit. Hosted that this last week, the first through the third. And uh, Alejandro Perrazzo recorded his fourth top 20 finish of his career, uh, shooting a two eleven overall, collecting nine birdies in the tournament. But SDSU finishes 11th there at the Dunes course at the Prairie Club. So uh, tough that they couldn't shoot just a little bit better. But congratulations, to Alejandro Um on another good tournament here, at Franklin American Mortgage Intercollegiate in College Grove, Tennessee, is hosted by Middle Tennessee State. That's where SDSU will be, and that starts on Sunday through uh, Tuesday, so October 8th through the 10th. So good luck to the team there as they strive to, to, to keep going and get something, you know, pick up a win, top 10 finish, see what they can do there. The women, again, they were at the The Coeur uh, d'Alene Collegiate Invitational mentioned that last week. They finished 13th, shooting a season low, 887. Colorado won that event. SDSU will uh, go to the Ron Moore Women's Intercollegiate in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. That actually starts Friday, this Friday, through the eighth. Uh, So, Sunday. So, Friday through Sunday here, Ron Moore Women's Intercollegiate Highlands Ranch, Colorado, hosted by the University of Denver. And then they are off for a couple weeks before the Las Vegas Collegiate Showdown in Boulder City, Nevada. And again, I think everyone uh, is thinking of Las Vegas after the tragedy that happened there late Sunday night, early Monday morning. And tennis we go, the the men will be at the uh, they're off until the, the Thursday, October 19th when they go to Minneapolis to do the regionals, there the women they you said and done, also uh, they are off until the 19th, but they will be down in Lawrence, Kansas, take on Kansas there, so, little time here for the tennis team Can I rest up, see what's going on here? Equestrian, uh, as we move forward here with the last few sports that are going on right now, Uh, they will host South Carolina next Friday, October 13th, 9 a.m. It's at the uh, Dahan Equestrian Center in Brookings. So, a little more time to prepare for them. So, good luck to them. We'll, We'll again mention that here next week. We'll go to volleyball next, because I believe soccer was off, but we'll, we'll check that just to make sure. Volleyball, though, we normally wrap up with them, but they uh, lost. Uh, they were swept by Oral Roberts on Friday in Brookings, and then were swept by Denver on Sunday in Brookings. So the 29th and the first, losing three nothing each of those matches. So tough start to the season. Once again, they're they're two and fifteen. They will take on Western Illinois in Macomb this Friday, October 6th, 7 p.m. And then uh, that's their lone match for this week. They'll have to travel to USD to take on the Yotes next Friday, October 13th at 7 p.m. So good luck to the team as they try and uh, rebound, recover, see what they can do against Western Illinois. And finally, uh, to soccer. Uh, actually, did play. I was thinking the previous week. See, this is what, you know, you just need to be a little more prepared, stacking. Let's go. But uh, they, the, the good week for women's soccer last week, two to one. See, that's why we did it. And on a positive note here, two one winners at Denver on Friday, and then they took on Bellevue on Sunday in Brookings and won three to one there. Uh, the, that game Friday, though, very good. Uh, Nicole Hatcher and Marissa Schultz. Uh, both scored goals, clean one in overtime, uh, 2-1 overtime win for SDSU. So that's a, a big win for them. Denver, as mentioned, has been pretty good. Now moves them to 1-0 in conference play, a win streak of three overall, 5-4-3 and three on the year. They will take on Omaha this Friday, 6 p.m. at, uh, at the Fishback Soccer Park there in Omaha, or in Brookings against Omaha. and That's the only match for them this week. They are at Western Illinois next Sunday. So a little bit of a break here in between. So one one match this week, Omaha, 6 p.m. in Brookings. Go support them and check them out. That is your SDSU Sports Update. For more on all these stories, schedules, statistics, so much more, go to GoJacks.com. A lot of good, hardworking people. At the SDSU Sports Information Department, keeping you up to date on the latest regarding Jackrabbit Athletics. Again, good luck to the football team this week. Southern Illinois, yeah, I think they can beat them. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be all that close. Well, maybe it will, but I think SDSU's offense will will make a stand. The defense hopefully they, they know they have to play better. Otherwise SDSU will not get far in the playoffs, especially here with North Dakota State, Illinois State, and USD to end the year. You can't lose more than one of those games. You have to win at least two, if not all three. So, Youngstown State, a very difficult team. Well, That's the game of the week. That's the game I'm looking at, Youngstown State at USD. Can the Penguins hand USD their first loss of the year? It's not going to be easy. But we'll see what all happens next. Uh, Next week, Hobo Day. So, we'll preview that matchup with Northern Iowa. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader on uh, to, to recap or this last week, get his thoughts maybe on, on Youngstown, and then look ahead to Northern Iowa as well. So, uh, thank you for listening. You can find this podcast available online. Just search the sports block uh, on iTunes. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken. Or on Facebook, Nathan Sacken have a link posted this middle to later part later part of the week as we normally do. Uh, so thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and we'll be back next week with another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Sacken saying thank you and as always, go big, go blue, go jacks. Talk to you next week on the Sports Block Podcast, STSU Jack Rabbit Edition.